back at the table to talk about the comic books that are trending in the marketplace. These are the books that comic collectors are purchasing, and we're going to go through all 10 of them right now. Hit the like, slap the subscribe button. We need your support. The algorithm gods need to be served, and start them out with some McFarlane Spidey, Ryan. Todd McFarlane Spider-Man? What are you talking about? ASM 300's on the list? Just kidding. It's ASM 313. This is a crazy cover. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it crazy, Ryan? Tell me. Is it because that uh, it's a surprise that it's here? Like, what's crazy about it? I just really like it. I, I don't know if I've ever seen this cover before, if I'm honest. This is not my era of collecting comics, even though this is the year I was born, 1989. We are seeing a 233% increase in copies sold of this book, and we did have the first ever sale of a Mark Jewelers 9.8 this past week. 100 bucks right now for a direct market copy 9.8. Double it for that newsstand 9.8. Times it by 16 to get a Mark Jewelers 9.8. That's right. This book hit $1,600. And Lizard Spec has been low-key all over our list. Sinister Six Spec has as well, but low-digit Spidey has the most. And I can't help but think that it has less to do about the collectible and more to do about people probably experiencing the Lizard in the recent PS5 game. Yeah. Uh, I'm still trying to get you to get that. That's a business expense. We got to get that game. We need to play that. I really want to play this game, especially when you take a look at some of this footage and see how cool the lizard looks. It does make sense why people are scooping up some lizard keys, but let's move on. At the list at number nine, Biker Mice from Mars. Oh my goodness. Ryan Reynolds production is backing this. There's so much excitement. I mean, look at the prices. $20 average sales and 9.8 in December hit $215. An increase of copies sold of 275% because we now know where this IP is going. It's going to a streaming service. Everyone get excited. And then you find out that it's going to FUBU. FUBO. It's called FUBO. FUBO. FUBU, I believe, is a clothing company. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> okay, FUBU or Fubu. what is FUBO? I've never it's, heard of this streaming site. I never have either, uh, but Ryan Reynolds has, and they're going to put Biker Mice from Mars on there. On FUBO. It's a free service, too, so I guess we could all watch Biker, Mars, Biker Mice from Mars for free whenever that does hit the streaming service, but... People are getting FOMO about Biker Mice from Mars when they should be actually worried about the FUBO. I can't imagine this being good for this IP. Have you heard of FUBO? Is this a real streaming service? Please let us know in the comments. We had to Google it, and we found out they do a lot of sports stuff on there, live sports. So that's probably why I have no idea what the hell Fubo is. They're like, football? Mmm. Biker Mice from Mars. That goes very well with sports. Number eight on the list. Also going very well with sports. Do we just want to skip everything? Like, do, we, do we need <laughs> Just any keep of, it going. Right? It's going to Fubo. Do, okay. do we have to tell them okay. anything else? I guess not. Biker okay. Mice from Mars. I never watched it. Maybe I will now. Number eight on the list is X-Men Adventures number one. We need to do a key collector plug. We have to tell you about the best comic app in existence, all right? This is where we source all of these books from, and it's the best tool that I use on a daily basis to keep up on the rapidly moving marketplace. Trailers drop. I get notified. New books are coming out. You got to know about, you know, the release next week. We just found out it's going to be a key appearance, et cetera. Key collector is how I keep up on it. Available for both Androids and iPhones, and if you use Kotom 101... 
Unlock a free two-week subscription and you support what we do. It's a cool app. I'm a fan. I like looking at it, and I'll see a notification. It'll pop up and say, hey, a new trailer just dropped for that movie you're looking forward to. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I click on it, and it lets you watch the trailer right there. You don't even have to go to YouTube. It's it's very convenient. It's a cool app. X-Men Adventures number one, the adaptation of the cartoon, which we know has been filmed. We just haven't heard about a release date yet. Is hitting $18 average sales, $185 for a CGC 9.8. This book was hitting upwards of $450 to $500 just last year. And right now we're seeing an increase of copies sold of over 100% because we now have solid news that this is actually coming out in 2024. And we actually got updates on a few other IPs that are going to be featured on Disney+. Plus. We talked about it a little bit recently, but yeah, there's not a whole lot coming out this year, 2024, because of the strikes pushing everything back and all the schedules getting rearranged. But Disney did just confirm the three Marvel shows that will be releasing on Disney Plus throughout 2024, the first of which being Echo, which is coming very soon, just in a couple weeks. They're dropping all episodes at once on January 10th, which is just about a month. The other two being Agatha Darkhold Diaries, which is the new third name, I believe, for this show. They changed the name again? Again, as of a couple months ago. It's been Darkhold Diaries for a little bit, but I think Coven of Chaos was a better fit for it. I don't even remember what the first title was. House of Harkness. Or something. I think that was it. What do you guys think about all of this? Are you going to watch this show more now that it's called Darkhold Diaries? I wasn't going to, but now that it's called Darkhold Diaries, I think I'm going to. That sounds cool. Now I have to watch it. Here, I'm going to. Coven of Chaos? No. I have another idea. Instead of calling it Agatha Darkhold Diaries, just call it Agatha DD. Agatha Double D. I'm sure that won't backfire in any way. Hold on. Agatha DDD. Agatha Triple D, because you got Agatha Darkhold Diaries, Disney. See? Why even complicate it? Throw Disney in there so everyone knows where they're supposed to watch it. The third show, of course, being X-Men 97. I don't know if we've clarified that at all. It's coming. That is coming this year, driving this book onto the list. Let's move on. We got to go old school. I'm surprised to see this book even on here. When the actress Anya Taylor-Joy is spiking multiple comic books on our list this week, it's no surprise that we're seeing at the list at number seven. Silver Surfer number one from 1968, the first ongoing Silver Surfer solo series. $2,000 average sales, 9.4 hit $10,200 back in November. Between 9.4 and 9.8, this book is an entirely different collectible because it's so damn scarce and high grade. The 9.4 heights were reached just this past April for $11,400. Yeah, it's about $1,800 less, but there's a lot of factors that go into why someone would pay just a little bit more for this book. So like Tom said, it's kind of a tough book. It's older. It's square bound. It's got a very dark black cover. And you got to factor in other stuff like page quality, color of the pages, the layout, the prints, all of that stuff. So when you get down to 9.2, those are selling for about half of what the 9.4 is. And when the further down you go, the more affordable and obtainable this book becomes, obviously. And in the past few weeks, which I'm sure you've known if you've been watching these videos, which you have because you've hit the subscribe button, you've hit the like button, and you've gone to my YouTube channel, and you've hit the subscribe button there, and you've gone to ComicTom101.com and ordered a mystery mail call, I'm sure, and you've been to all of our Instagram pages. You've you've knocked on Tom's front door of his house and asked. We hang out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone in the audience hangs out with Tom on the off time. That's how this works. But yeah, you know. He's lovely. That's fine. I'm not. I'm very cool. Silver Surfer has been in spec people's minds for weeks now because of all this female Silver Surfer, Frankie Ray, Nova. It's kind of just been a, a, a whirlwind of Fantastic Four speculation lately. And this is the first time this book has made either the Hot 10 or the Trending 10 in over a year. So I'm just glad to see it because it is a cool book. She seems like the front runner of rumors to portray a female Silver Surfer or Herald of Galactus. This is also the like an origin issue of Silver Surfer. First appearance of Shalabal. So I can see why this book would be 
something a bit more attainable than an FF48, but also appealing to a Silver Surfer collector, but also someone who wants to spec on the next phase of the MCU. I could see her doing it, too. She's got a vibe. Like, if, if they painted her silver and just made her not talk at all, and she's just standing there and kind of intimidatingly, like, she's got a vibe. Like, at the end of The Witch, you know, she, mm, mm, I, I could see it. I could see them making her creepy in this movie. They do it right. So, like, we got to spoil a little bit. Like, we gotta, we're got we going to talk about Sabretooth this week, and we have to spoil it a poquito. We're sorry, Ryan. Yeah. I know you watch this channel and love everything we do, but we are very sorry to disappoint you, Ryan Reynolds. Dude, there's Again. too many people buying particular books for us to just not get into the why without informing and keeping everyone updated. They just may buy stuff that they would have otherwise done differently had we not said something. We don't want to overhype, so but we also don't want to underhype. Maybe if you're super concerned about Deadpool 3 spoilers, maybe skip the next two numbers on this list. Uncanny X-Men, issue number 212, the first battle between Sabretooth and Wolverine. Seeing $30 average sales, $300 for a CGC 9.8, but that was back in October. Surprised I haven't seen any 9.8s hit the market just yet. I assume they're coming, though, after the news that we're going to get into. An increase of 107% because of said news, and this is a really cool Small run of X-Men keys. You know, you got the anniversary issue. You have the mutant massacre. And you have a great Wolverine and Sabretooth battle and cover. Stay tuned because that entire, like, run of books is on the trending 20. Correct. Issues 211, 212, which is the book on the list that we're talking about right here, and the immediately following issue, 213. All three of those are on the trending 20 because Sabretooth fever has kind of taken over the comic community this week because of what we saw on the set of Deadpool 3. They have officially resumed filming now that the strikes are over and now that the Thanksgiving holiday is over. There's a little window here in between Thanksgiving and Christmas where they can get some work done. And it looks like they have gone right back to where they stopped filming. When we got the strikes and Deadpool 3 shut down, they were in the middle of filming all these outdoor fight sequences, which is when we saw Wolverine's comic accurate costume. We saw all that stuff outdoors with the 20th Century Fox logo. It looks like they're back finishing that fight scene. And we got a uh, couple photos this week featuring uh, the return of Sabretooth, who we haven't seen since the original X-Men movie. They got the original Sabretooth. Shout out Tyler Maine. And he's actually doing like a Kickstarter for his own comic book. I think it's already funded. Um, but check that out. Great dude. But seeing his head, his kappa was a detated. Nice 20-year-old office reference for you guys. His kappa is detated from his head. I there, do my best. That's, that's right. We did see a shot of Deadpool holding Sabretooth's severed head. And I guess we uh, can expect to see Sabretooth return in this movie in some capacity, head or body or both. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's going to be interesting, though. I expect to see Wolverine 55, Death of Sabretooth. There's a the Greg Land variant. It's a really cool EC pre-code homage to Crime Suspense Stories number 22. And I'm seeing a lot of people buy that book now that it's apparently becoming widespread and known that Deadpool's going to like basically kill the entire Fox universe. But we've kind of known that for a long time. We've theorized that, but this is kind of like the first proof, if you will, of, of him killing one of these Fox characters. And if you extrapolate that and kind of assume what the plot of this whole movie is going to be with him going around taking out all of the different Fox characters and making fun of the Disney-Fox merger with the whole logo in the background and everything. I can see the story they're trying to build here, so we'll just have to wait till July to find out. These are really cool books, and they're all pretty damn affordable. As far as, like, investment and going ham because of Deadpool, which has been the most relevant and talked about and probably has caused the most spikes in comics in the last six months anyways, I would go light on key appearances because of deaths that may or may not happen on screen. 
Because whether it does or not, I don't see these being long-term big investments. Sabretooth does have a healing factor, too. So I guess you got to factor that in, too. He's decapitated. Who knows what that means? Maybe he'll grow a whole body out of that head. Who knows what they'll do? It's Deadpool. Some weird stuff happens. So he may or may not actually die. Severed head doesn't necessarily mean you're dead. I've had my head cut off before. Let's talk about more Sabretooth at the list at number five. Iron Fist, number 14. First appearance of Sabretooth. $600 average sales. A 9.8 recently sold this month, 2023, for $3,900. Yes, it's only Sabretooth, and he's not the biggest mutant character. Yes, there's a lot of 9.8s on the census, 221. There's been three new ones since we last chatted about this book. What, was it back in October? Recently. I remember. That's still a lot of 9.8s, I mean, in two months. But this book seems undervalued. It seems like it's too cool of a book. It's like it's just past that line that's in the sand that says that this is a bigger character than, like, I don't know, Amadeus Cho. This came out, dude. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing goes together like Sabretooth and Amadeus Cho. You know, those those best friends. Uh, I guess we got more <laughs> We got more Sabretooth to talk about here. Uh, I, I got con- nothing against Amadeus Cho. Sure. I got I nothing just, against Sabretooth. I was just pricing one of those. I do have something <laughs> against Iron Fist, though. Me and that guy got beef. I'm mad at Iron Fist. Uh, does he have an arch nemesis? That kind of sucks that like Sabretooth appeared in his book and then Wolverine just steals his nemesis. It's like, nope, that's my guy now. Sabretooth is my bad guy. You get some other person. Dude, Sabretooth... Who does Iron Fist even fight? He fights Sabretooth. No, he doesn't, does he? <laughs> yeah. When's the last time Iron Fist actually fought Sabretooth Dude, in like comics? Sabretooth's third appearance is him going up against Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Bars. Boom. Look at you. That's right. Dropping knowledge. Anyway, Ryan Reynolds came out on the internet, and uh, he had some stuff to say about this whole set photo situation. He saw these uh, Sabretooth leaks, and he didn't really, uh, he wasn't a fan. 180% increase in copies sold week over week because of all of this commotion. Shout out, Logan. And Ryan Reynolds pleaded to the community to not take photos of their sets because they're filming this outside, and they don't want the movie to be ruined. That all makes sense, but then he had to go one step further. Actually, three steps forward and post a bunch of Fake photos to poke fun at the whole situation. We've seen a lot of these too, right? We've seen, I've seen uh, Instagram people poking fun at all of the crazy Deadpool 3 specs, like saying that Goku's going to show up in this movie and everything. I think people are getting a little out of control with the Deadpool 3 spec, and clearly so does Ryan Reynolds because we got this photoshopped image here of the Predator joining him and Hugh Jackman out in this uh, scene on the sand that we've been seeing. That's obviously not going to happen. This other one with Mickey Mouse handing him a big bag full of cash. I also quite like that. The third one on here I also really quite like, showing the uh, logo of the defunct miniature streaming service Quibi from a couple years ago that really just came and went instead of the 20th Century Fox logo in the back. I enjoyed that as well, but we learned earlier on this list that I don't think Ryan Reynolds is really allowed to poke fun at streaming services with silly names. Yeah, he's the guy bringing his uh, thing to FUBU. So what's going on here? FUBO. It's it's FUBO. I keep saying FUBU. (laughs) Football, 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 football. Oh, that's how they came up with it, I'm sure. There it they is. They probably just said football over and over and over until it just condensed into Fubo. Aren't you glad that you picked up a Predator versus Wolverine number one this year? Wow. Yeah. I, I wonder if he knows that. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> right? All right. Number four on the list is Spider-Man Noir number one. And before we get to it, because this is like monster news, I'm so stoked about this next update. I want to let everybody know, I'm gonna, we're doing a video at the end of this month over on Variant Comics' YouTube channel. We've done era videos for them. We covered the Golden Age, the Silver Age, the Bronze Age, and we have officially recorded and are editing our Copper Age video. We're going to be doing 
a giveaway on our website. And all you have to do to participate and potentially win an amazing Spider-Man 300, I thought it'd be a cool book to give away, is sign up to our newsletter. Like go to comatime101.com. Link will be down in the description. And right on the landing page, you just there should ask. be a pop-up that comes right up and right says, there. hey, if you want to be notified of future events and drops and enter to win giveaways, pop in your email. And then you enter to win an ASM 300. We're going to pull the winner and announce it in February. That's fun. So enter to win it. Join the community so you can keep up with all the stuff we're doing. And at the list at number four, Spider-Man Noir, number one. Seeing $180 average sales, shout out Logan, and a 9.8 for $470. How many people do you think get irritated when I do those silly, silly jokes? Because you always give me grief. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's silly. It's stupid. I don't know. I never know. 180 is the only one I know. Every other number, you're like, oh, it's 113. Shout out Amadeus Cho, whose first (laughs) appearance, of course, was in issue 113 of totally amazing, awesome, strange Hulk tales or whatever. An increase of 175% for the first appearance of Spider-Man. Shout out Gambit, dude. 175, first appearance. X-Men. No. Sorry. I'm interrupting you. You need to so download much. your key collector, dude. Come on, you get better on your keys. <laughs> An increase of copies sold 175% for the first appearance of Spider-Man Noir. And it's great news. Like, excellent news. This is happening. We knew a live action was like likely to be in development, but do you even believe that there's gonna be any like Madam Web movies still? Like, I'm not gonna be surprised if everything just gets canceled. I'm willing to suspend belief. They could just Say they're going to come out with something and then completely remove it from the slate like they do with Batgirl at this point. But this is happening. Sure. Yeah. I think this is a little more solid than Batgirl at this point. Well, I'm excited. Batgirl was finished and completed. There's no reason that should have been. Okay. Yeah. I can't say this is more solid than Batgirl because this is not finished <laughs> or completed at this point. True. However, this week we did just get news that the showrunner of The Punisher over on Netflix, Steve Lightfoot, very talented guy, very good show. Sorry, I was coughing. I had it's good. Thing no, in my everybody it's in the chat. I'm, I'm keeping Pound your chest. Oh, it's like Wolf for Wall, comic books. Wolf of Wall Street <laughs> over here. Okay. Anyway, Steve Lightfoot is now attached as a co-writer, co-showrunner on Spider-Man Noir, along with the gentleman who was originally attached to this project earlier this year when they first announced it. But that was all before the strikes happened. So I guess Tom's not entirely wrong. This project could have kind of just collapsed and exploded in the midst of all the the hubbub throughout the course of this year. But this is good news this week because it implies that they're moving forward with this project. They've got a writing team now. An increase of 175%. And since we chatted about this book last, which was back in March, an increase of 99.8s have been added to the damn census. And you would think that that would plunge the book, that the cost would go super low, because that's what's typically happening. But this book is really tough and high grade, despite the additions to the census count. We're seeing average sales around that $450 to $500 marker. The heights this book reached was around $7 to $750. Yes, it's down. But with those increases, you'd think it'd be like in the $200 to $300 range. I bet this book would be uh, doing better this year if Spider-Man Noir had uh, featured in Across the Spider-Verse. I kind of missed him. That's a good point. I did miss Spider-Man Noir. What did you guys think? Because I can tell you one thing. I'm glad I didn't freaking listen to you, Ryan, because it would have cost me $400 plus at the list at number three. Last of Us, American Dreams, issue number one. I'm so psyched to see this book on the trending 20 and rank so high this week because I'm a big Last of Us fan. And any reason that this book is making the list means there has to be some type of update. This week, we did get confirmation that they are already on track for season two. They had finished the outline of season two and the first script before the strikes happened 
now that everything's back up and running, now that the strikes are over, they have confirmed that season two will start filming in February this year for a 2025 release. $150 average sales, nine eights could be grabbed for under a thousand dollars, nine hundred and forty-one. We were covering this book at a time that the market was already adjusting, right? Like the prices were already going down for more books than not. And this book was going up, hitting thirteen, fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars. And Ryan, at thirteen hundred, you're like, I don't know, Tom. You, you may want to get this. You gotta buy this book. It's gonna go walking dead. Right. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't listen to you. But realistically, I mean, it's we not just, over till it's over, man. I do want to like offer another like bit of optimism as it pertains to this key book. I have a really good feeling about the price and the collectible in itself because I believe in the IP, of course. But we have an increase of ninety slabs on the last number on the list, right? This book, since we time span too, March say, to November, both, both both of the last two numbers on the book. Last time they were on the list back in March. Totally coincidental, but perfect for the example. There have only been an increase of seven nine point eights of the Last of Us. That is abysmal. So even if there are more that get flooded over the next year, it's likely not going to be much more than seven, if seven at all. The nine sixes you can get for around $425. This book seems like a safe bet below $1,000 for sure because I don't think it's going to go much lower than what, seven, 800 bucks. And that's like as we approach what will probably start an upswing when trailers come up. Wake up. Pay attention. You've got less than a week. To order the December mystery mail call from ComicTom101.com, we've got two one-per-box exclusives coming your way in this box. Do you remember what the two books are, Ryan? Oh, no. See, I set it up. I was going to hand it nice and nope, gently no, off I, to Tom and I'm let him do that part. Pass it back he to you. He just pulled a Uno reverse card on me, and now I have to tell you that one of those books is Batman 181 with, the, with a variant cover done by Ariel Diaz. I'm pretty sure it is a trade dress. Yep version of that cover. The other exclusive is Amazing Spider-Man issue number 37 with artwork done by Tyler Kirkham, which connects to last month's issue of Spider-Boy number one, also done by Tyler Kirkham. They uh, they go side by side. Each box is guaranteed. Both How'd of I those do? Books. You did fantastic, see, Ryan. See, he, tried, he tried to throw me down to the bus. I got it. Everybody in the chat. I drive the bus. Everybody I in drive the over you. I want to see claps in the chat. Um, you support us directly. Um, we love making videos for the comic fam and we love sending you guys comic books. So comictime101.com to join. It's $34.99. We try to keep the box as affordable as possible. If you want to just try us out for five bucks more, we can make that happen. And we are officially open for international members. Link in the description at the list at number two. Celebrate good times. Hot freaking damn. Let's welcome back. Lengthy hiatus. Shout out Tony Fleece. Stray Dogs number one, hot damn. Did not expect to see this book on the list this week. Yes. It was fun. It was cool. This it brought is me great, back. great, dude. I miss this book. I love this book. Stray Dogs number one, one of the breakout best independent series from, dude, 2020. It's like 2020, it's, 2021. It's been a couple years. It was like, yeah, yeah. It feels like it just happened sometimes, but yeah, it's it's been a bit. This is one of those situations that was very unique because it was By the optioned way, like right out the gate. Local man, Tony Fleece. You're doing good. That's a great book. It's one of the best books of the year. Go read Local Man by Tony Fleece. It's completely different from Stray Dogs, but it's very good. $20 average sales on this book, $70 for a CGC 9.8 because at release it was optioned. So there was a lot of hype around it. People were hungry for a independent horror book that they could back. And because this has a, like, it's like equal parts scary and disturbing as it is adorable. Yeah, that's part of the reason this book was such a big success. It's a horror story. It's a very 
disturbing horror story under the surface, but on that surface, it looks like a cute animated movie straight out of the 70s, like Fox and the Hound style, but it is dark. Uh, it's very much worth a read. Go grab the trade if you haven't already. But we did just get news this week that Gary Doberman has been attached at Sony Pictures. He's going to be heading a horror kind of revitalization of their low-budget uh, filmmaking company, Screen Gems. This is the dude who is the writer of It, producer of the Conjuring series, some of the most successful horror franchises of all time. And he was mentioned in The Hollywood Reporter in this announcement, and at the very end, they threw in there. His current upcoming projects include Salem's Lot, which is a very good Stephen King book, which you need to read if you haven't already. They're remaking Salem's Lot on the big screen. He's also uh, in charge of the Gargoyles live-action project, which we have talked about on this very show. And then also a little book called Stray Dogs by Tony Fleece from Image Comics, which was mentioned by name in this Hollywood Reporter article, which is why this book is all the way here at number two on the list. I love this, because this was just like a throw-in afterthought they're like oh yeah they even had to specify oh this is like a hit series at image comics because most people wouldn't know unless you're into comic books so i'm super stoked to see this type of coverage happen because i don't think a lot of people were keeping this on their radar when they should have the book hit crazy heights is it going to hit those heights again well hit the subscribe and like button because you know we're going to be here to tell you about it regardless of what it does and the number one book in the world as it pertains to the most trending comics that comic collectors are hunting for, it's all because of Anya Taylor-Joy again. Yeah. Tom's just, it's like a candy man, right? If you say her name one more time, I'm she hoping might, she just shows up. She dude. might just be here. What are you going to do? How, I'm how smitten, would you react? dude. What do I say? I can't, I can't. You know. Tom's got a crush on I Anya Taylor-Joy. They, they know that, though. It's very cute. I'm, I'm a fan. Mad Max Fury Road Furiosa number one is number one on the list this week because we got the first trailer for the Mad Max prequel film, it's going to be a prequel, I believe, to Fury Road, which we got in 2015, starring Anya Taylor-Joy as a younger version of Furiosa, who was excellently portrayed by Charlize Theron in the last movie. One of the best action movies of the last decade, for I, sure. I think it's easily the best action movie of the last decade. I, I'm more bold, and I will say uh, one of the best action movies I've ever seen. So I'm stoked, because this is going to be another one of those movies I'm going to go out of my way to see at a theater and I can't say that about really anything Marvel's producing right now. Well, we go see those in the theater, too, but that's kind of our job. I got up and went and saw Godzilla Minus One by myself because I was not going to miss it. Did somebody bail on you? Jeff bailed on me, dude. Golden Age Guru? Yeah, he was supposed to be there, and then he's like, dude, I'm hanging out with my family, and I kind of feel bad to leave. And I'm like, go be a dad, dude. What you're supposed to do is be like, sorry, kids, I'm going to go hang out with my grown adult best friend. We're going to go watch a giant lizard movie. No, good call, Jeff. Yeah. I also got bailed on. I was going to go see it with my brother, and he was like, eh, I kind of want to stay home and play video games instead. So I went to see it also by myself. And you and I aren't friends in real life, so mm -hmm. we don't hang out. So I that's hate what, you, actually. Yeah, yeah we, we stopped being friends a long time ago. But we have $15 average sales on this book, 115 for a CGC 9.8. It's the first appearance of the character, Furiosa. But you know what? In issue two, okay, this is a prequel that showed the story of various characters that were in the Mad Max movie Fury Road. So each issue kind of focuses in on a character, and it's issue one is not a focus on Furiosa. They kept that for issue two, but she happens to be on the cover and appear in issue one. So hunt for issue one, but you got to know issue two. It is only a four-issue miniseries, and there's I'm sure there's a trade. It was a Vertigo book, too, which is kind of cool. But if you want to, it's probably easy to find. 
even if it's just the trade. An increase of copies sold of 875% in the last seven days. And I would bet that it wasn't even the last seven days because that trailer just dropped a couple days ago. The book is flying. I understand why. It's for good reason. I'm psyched that we're going to be getting a continuation of the story. And I want to know your thoughts in the comment section below. As always. Geek responsibly. Enough said. <laughs>